Hello and welcome to a special crossover episode of I Hope They Show Bravo in Hell and This Is Bullshit. I'm Courtney. I'm Keisha. And this week's bullshit around reality TV in the election and all of these different things is, it comes down to this, guys. Reality TV needs racist people to be good. It's a hot take. Or it's a hot, I, it's a hot take. Or at le- the very least, ignorant people. Let's stick with racist and see where this goes. Let's see where it goes. So um, that's what we're going to explore. And uh, yeah, welcome back. So, yeah, I think that I think that both of us have, have talked about this quite a bit for a while now that, you know, I I mean, I, I will say I think that reality TV does need racist people in order to be good. You brought this up the other night and I hadn't thought about it before, but we probably talked about it. We've, ta- we, we've never talked about it like in depth or like the we've never broken it down, really. Right. Just like in a fleeting comment, but now that you mention it, and now that the times are the times, what they are, it's an interest. It's a hot take. Well, I okay. So you guys listen. You know, this is not a podcast where like you know we have kids or we're like centrists or Democrats or Republicans. Um, listen, we're young people who are progressive, and frankly, I don't give a fuck about your feelings. If you want to stop now, go ahead. But here's the thing. All of the podcasts right now about Bravo are okay. centered to people who have kids and who are like neo-libs. They're centrists. Brunchers. A brunchers. Lot of brunchers. They yes. aren't really affected by by COVID like they are, but, you know, they still <sighs> in, go, a, in a different in way. In a different way, you know. They're, they're working from home and they're like, I'm in my PJs till noon. And like, it's different. It's just different. It's like, oh, my God, I've got to get to my Zoom wine meetup book right, club. Right, right. Oh. No offense, because I had the same thing but but also offense but all <laughs> look i know I'm a just, lot of you a lot of you are my friends i'm just saying we're trying to give you a different perspective like of, what are 30s 40s single right. cool people doing not saying that you're not listen i'm who's not gonna keep apologizing seen you're listening happy endings that's what i want to know who's seen happy endings that's us those are our lot but well, not to be confused with casey wilson who does have kids and is one of the people I'm talking about. Right. Lover, but Penny. But Penny. Right. Is, exactly. Penny would be hanging out with us. I mean, mad respect for her on her podcast the other day. She said that she would have also beat someone's ass like Monique. And I agree. And, and I feel Ooh. that she's a, she's from Virginia, of course. So. so and yeah. that's, the, the, you know, there's just so many intricacies that we really have going on here. But that's what I'm trying to say is. We're just trying to give a perspective of the fact that we don't have kids and we don't have, you know, <laughs> illustrious writing jobs or acting careers. Right. And we're just trying to make it through this GD pandemic. Right. And we have opinions, too. OK, we're not going to be affected by any tax breaks of any kind. So. <laughs> <laughs> but this, OK, so this is kind of more why I was thinking about it is because of the election is I just. Feel, so we just came back from camping. So we went camping um, in the, where did we, Sierra Nevada. Yeah, Sequoias too. Yeah, the Sequoias. Yeah, the Sequoias. Mm-hmm. And um, 
the really interesting thing, you know, once you get out of Los Angeles is that it's like it's so red everywhere. Well, like we met a lot of Trump people and they were nice guys. I got to tell you, they were friendly. We went to this diner and it had a big Trump flag outside, but you knew it was going to be good. You were just well, like, this is going to have good food. True. And part of it was as we were driving, we only saw Trump signs. And at some points, it's like, you got to eat. You got, you know, what are you going to do? Like, we had to just risk it. Yeah. And that's why. And we went in there and we encountered a lot of different Trump people along along the, the whole week we were camping. But it reminded me also of like we're two black women who are from a, a small town in Virginia that's very racist. And I military. Mean, and military. And there's just no way around it. But Keisha was prom queen. I was homecoming queen. I know you think that that it is a big deal to be two black girls in a town where like, I mean, there people, weren't a lot of black people. People yeah. didn't even ask me to the dance because they were like, well, my parents don't want me to be in a picture with a black girl mm. for my homecoming pictures. Mm. So I just never had a date. Like, that's how uh, racist I our town I was. I had a date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Was, you had a boyfriend, but I still yeah. you got harassed. Oh, I had a boyfriend. Yeah, he was white, though, but I had a boyfriend. But you got harassed. You got Yes. Letters in your locker and stuff. I mean, True. our parents also didn't like it <laughs> at the time. It's just like there isn't really the perspective of like, I feel like. Kind of black girls from that area, but that's what I'm saying is we had to live through a lot of different racist situations. And I think like the way that you do that is finding commonality yes. with, with how you connect with people and people, I think it's human nature to be scared of people who are different from you. But what's also happening right now is that we're amplifying the differences and we're simplifying the differences. So if you like Trump, it can't be about anything economic. It's obviously that you are racist, which is not true. No, Mm, that is not true. No, Uh, no, it it just isn't. Joe Biden has just as many racist policies and has done so many more cemented in racist things yes, that have affected a lot more black and brown communities. Right. So I guess the only thing I was going to, I'm not, you're right. That's true. What I'm saying, I guess my point is that, um, it's interesting to me always when poor white people and black people think they're super different because they're exactly the same. And so I feel like that's why we have such an ease meeting up with these like rural white people like i mean we were the most popular people at the bar like that just was what it was like we're Keisha, just don't tell to... people what we were doing oh i mean it was halloween guys it was <laughs> no big whoop liz exactly and but people but like people talked to us like people weren't rude like no one was like rude to us or anything like but i guess we're used to a certain level of civility almost with like we like i think i think rural white people and black people realize that they have to get along they have no choice because they're both poor but i think now people are starting white people no offense but rural white people are starting to feel like they're like pulling away from us somehow or there's like they're getting back to this like we're somehow better than you thing but we're all just exactly the same I none mean, of well, us, that's, none of us are going to benefit from a tax break. I think that it's that's like, the, that's what I'm talking about with that difference that that's happening now is that it's everything is exacerbated more. Right. And mm-hmm. so um, the, the because the thing about why people why white people or white people like Trump yeah. is you have to understand like this is a person who was doing WWF was doing WWE, Oof. you know, like this mm-hmm. is that's a crowd that 
is already looked down upon. They're already called white trash or whatever it may be. So you've got this guy who says he's a great big businessman and he is getting in the ring with some of your heroes. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. he, he's not shitting on you. No. You know? No. And so I think that that really helped him. I think that I think that that's something that rich white people really underestimate is is that culture and and being seen you know just the way that people democrats or whatever they want to describe oh i or the, you know joe biden wants to say like i see you i feel you mm, yeah him showing up and saying fuck you to the republicans and all these other people who have screwed them over when he first ran that was they were seen they wanted that yeah and the that fact was, that he's mm. kept up the fight and he they like that in him so that's no surprise to those people but i think that that the that at the heart of it is these people just want some they want to feel like someone's fighting for them just as much as the other side right does. and look joe biden could have he could have easily done the exact same thing he just didn't bother to do it he could have easily gone in and been like you know what I was wrong about NAFTA, guys. My bad. Like, let me tell you what my plan to do this, you know, get to bring jobs back jobs. And he he could have literally tried anything and he tried nothing. So <laughs> if these people didn't vote for him, that's on him. It's I mean, 100. And that's the other thing. It's 100 percent. It's 100 percent on the candidate for not earning the vote. Right. And I will tell you this. At least Donald Trump, he acts like he is trying to win He'll your at vote. Least, he will at least lie. He's Joe like, Biden will not no, even lie. No, but not even that. But he's like, let me go do a fucking rally. Let me go. Let me, like, he just maybe puts you're on gonna, a show. Yes. Okay, he does. And, and then maybe he leaves him out in the cold. And then maybe he fucks he you up, over I mean, and he leaves you to die. Da, 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 da. Whatever. These are details. These are details. But, but they like the they, big part. Right, exactly. Joe Biden will tell you that he's going to help you and then walk away still it just does it does it's not in the same he doesn't hype you up first he just gives you like a false sense of hope and complacency and then just doesn't do anything <laughs> there's nothing worse than just saying like i hear you I or feel you. my favorite is i have a plan i have no i have nothing for you but I have a plan. And he, he will never, say what, he never says what the plan is. Oh, you're right. What yeah, is yeah. the plan? I want to know the plan. He ain't got no plan. You but have to go to his website. Back to, so then like kind of tying that into like all of our reality stuff mm -hmm. and why it's a crossover episode um, is just that seeing that dichotomy and seeing like how our lives are and how we're able to kind of float through different kind of social groups and everything. I think, the podcasts that I do listen to are the ones that are available about Real Housewives mm -hmm. and about the Bravo universe and, and all of that stuff. I feel like a lot of the people who do them are centrist and they are Demo hardcore Democrats and they are they think that they're doing the right thing and that they're liberal and they give right. to like black charities and like all these or, things. Or they're hardcore Republicans and just not saying it, but continue. That's fine. <laughs> but but I just feel like that's the issue is that they don't want to actually self-reflect like listen i was in a sorority in college okay i wasn't one of the hot rich sororities so we did a lot of like we're gonna like raise this money for charity and then we're gonna give them a check and then we're gonna have a tg we're not gonna do anything What's we're a, TG? What? a themed gathering oh i'm sorry okay. some okay. other in different parts of the countries they call them different things but it was like the it was the first 
it was really kind of the first time because at least when we were growing up through church and stuff like you know if we were going to do like a toy drive or something mm-hmm. we'd at least go help like sort everything with yeah. mom or, or like, deliver or deliver, or deliver it directly it. to the family or go yeah. visit the nursing home right. or whatever and mm-hmm. so this was the first time to me where i was like oh this is considered charity we're just giving a check that's it and you walk away right and then you walk away from it and i do feel like there is just, you know, like podcasts I've listened to for years and I love, you know, love you guys, whatever. Shout out. But you have to also be able to fucking reflect. And a lot of them are like, I'm not going to watch Real Housewives of Orange County because of all, you know, Kelly Dodd. She's married to a Fox News host guy. Mm-hmm. She refuses to wear a mask. OK. <laughs> OK. OK. But what are we saying? What are we saying with that? You're telling me that you didn't know the Real Housewives of Orange County, they, they weren't all racist Trump supporters who would look out for their own taxes Hello? the whole fucking time since we met Vicky Gumbelson? Come on. Exactly. Give You're, me a break. All of us. It's like all of a sudden now that it's there for you, now that now that it can be you can be very clearly linked to your separation. So like you have a very clear way to say like, I am taking a stand and these are the reasons why. And it's super clear. You couldn't because they could have said that before. They could have said, you know what? None of these bitches have any black friends. You could have said that before. But but how is it taking a stand? What's clear about it? But it is. It's clear because it's it's something that's been talked about. It's in the zeitgeist. Exactly. Exactly. So then you're so then here you are taking a stand on something that's in the zeitgeist. If you really wanted to take a stand, you could have taken a stand on a lot of other shit way in the past. But there are things I can t- I can t- look at early Orange County. Gina Kehoe's daughter, Kara. Uh, she has always been a hardcore Republican. She's always said that she's had no sympathy for homeless people. Um, she's like, cause mm-hmm. she used to get little interview bites and it's yeah. just like, what are we talking about here? Tamara's uh, son. Tamara's son. Ooh. I mean, so, but, but it, I mean, Tamara herself, like when do we see these people actually interact with anyone black? Mm-mm. Brown or even yeah, anything. I mean, well, there are a lot of Asian people in Orange County. How come there hasn't been a Republican Asian lady on there? Right. Oh, I'd love to see that. Ooh, love la, to see la. it. Yeah. Love to see it. But it's just like, what are we? T- that's what I'm saying is. So now you're making a, a false, a phony line because Orange County has always been what Orange County has been. Right. You're dr- the, the racism's always been underlying. Right. It's like you're you're drawing the line to make yourself look better. But I, that's what I feel like a lot of what 2020 has been is people just kind of picking uh their what do you yeah like choosing whatever it is that sets them apart and better and makes them you know the most militant person choosing that line (laughs) and then like move and then being like look see i stopped eating fucking aunt jemima because there was you know it's like no like this you're not you're not helping me by not eating aunt jemima you're not helping any black person i feel like it would be better it's oh i will tell you growing up in a town where people had confederate flags all the time everywhere it's it's a very i had a very like weird relationship with the confederate flag growing up because on the one hand, I was taught like, oh, this is just a symbol of the fact that we're Southern. Like, 
Virginia. People never want to count it as like part of the Confederacy. People right, can yeah. forget about that and they just think it's not Southern. And and like there's also this is the thing. Think about this. There are no modern day stories of like black kids, especially black girls growing up in like a rural white town. No, that story is not told. All of the stories that are told about black kids is always in Los Angeles on the South Side in Compton. Like it it is crazy trying to get people to like relate to what that could be like and how you could be brainwashed to your own prejudice. Like, you know, like to be prejudiced against yourself. I've talked about this all the time, but it's because you are scared. It's you're in a survival mode. You want to fit in just like anybody wants to fit in. And so, like, when people, I think, make this notion of, like, oh, well, I'm not going to watch Real Houses of Orange County, and that's going to prove something. (laughs) No, what you're doing is you're being fucking ignorant, and you're shutting off yourself from learning anything. Because maybe you act like some of the ladies in the Real Houses of Orange County. That is the thing. I think that is the fucking key, because I think part of how Bravo, like, segregates itself really does people a disservice, because then... If you're not if you're not looking at people who you think are vile in whatever way, then how can you ever recognize that in yourself? Like, yeah, it's like, how can you? And and then on the flip side, how can you see other people who might not be like yourself as people who are as normal people who are like you? Like, how can you see black people as normal if you only ever see them hanging out with black people? You never see them hanging out with any white people. That's weird. But wait, well, that's extreme. (laughs) Well, but when do you see no, there hasn't been a white person on Atlanta since Kim? There hasn't been a black person, a white person on Potomac ever, ever. True. And I there are plenty of white people there. <laughs> I lived in D.C. for a long time. There are plenty of white people there. Yes. And that's we are going to do an entire um, dive into because Keisha does have a special perspective on this. I mean, we, <laughs> you know, being in that area um, on Atlanta and Potomac. Um, so I think that's kind of a good, maybe a good place to start just for this little, why we're here. Yeah. Let's, how do we get, well, yeah, that's how we got here. How okay. we got here and what we're, you guys, we need to learn something. We'll from talk all a little bit TV. more about Orange County, but let's take a little break and we'll be right back. We hope you all are enjoying this special crossover episode with, I hope they show Bravo in hell our reality TV podcast, and This Is Bullshit, our podcast about everything else going on. So be sure to stick around for part two, because this is only episode one. Okay, welcome back. Hey, if you're a white lady and you're still listening, like, I really applaud you. Wow. You know what? You're doing the, this is, this is the quote-unquote... This is the work. You know, they, they talk, you got to do the work. This, this is the work. This is the work. You got to listen to a podcast and two black girls and be uncomfortable for a little bit in your ears, inside your ears. We're talking about other people. We're not talking about you specifically. We're just saying maybe you could learn something. You can. And that's, that's what I'm going to say about that. <laughs> and don't think we didn't notice that Kelly Dodd is Mexican. We are aware of that. But she's living her life as a white lady. So that's another issue that if you guys don't know what passing is, Google it, look it up. <coughs> that's a whole other issue. True, true, true. But also, I mean, there are a lot of Mexican people that, you know, support Trump. And and there are a lot of other 
reasons that people do so, you know? A lot. But let's get into something a little bit more of the times. Titillating. Not if that you Kelly will. Dodd couldn't be more of the times, but <laughs> <laughs> um Ooh la la. Ooh, it's now, back. Now, Court, what is that the theme song of? Southern Charm. I do declare. I do declare. <laughs> okay, I did not know anything about this show before you told me about it. <laughs> I might have seen like one or two episodes. And now that we have started delving into it again, you can't unsee the things that you see. Yes. Southern Charm is like, it's just. Okay, this this is kind of also one of my issues with Bravo and with race is I, f- uh, maybe we'll get into it more with the Housewives, but I do feel like they kind of will cut. So like, for example, Real Housewives of Auckland, when mm. there was the incident of the white lady calling the black lady um, uh, a boat inward, mm-hmm. I'll say. Um, they just pulled the whole season. That was it. They canceled it. It was done. And to me, as a black viewer, I feel like it is so it's just a missed opportunity because that's the reality of what we live in. Right. And so for me, I feel like Southern Charm is the closest to kind of like a reality I've lived, I guess. And maybe that's why I'm so interested in it. But like, I'm just like thinking like, oh, one of these people are going to get too drunk and say the N word. But like the next day they're going to be like, no, 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 no. Like I totally care about like Black Lives Matter or whatever, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I can see myself living around these people. Yes. Uh-huh. And I know these kind of people. And it's just a very real, like, it's that's just a it's a reality it's like more, it's more realistic I, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's not as like produced and, and well it's that's interesting you say that because i feel like that's why a lot of times people don't believe you and they're like you've never what have you ever experienced any racism and like prove it and it's like honestly like number one i'll have to prove it to you number two I probably blocked it out. Number three, it might have been something so small and obnoxious that someone said for me to be like, oh, on June 12th of 1998 is when it happened. Like, I feel like that was right around your graduation. (laughs) (laughs) But then that's probably that's probably accurate as hell. That was a deep memory that came up. (laughs) It must have been because (laughs) I had a party. All kinds of people were there, but maybe that was it. Um, but yeah, you're right. Just to delete the whole season, erase everything and not give any record of it is like, wait, but it did happen. Like, why are you erasing the whole That's thing? That's basically helping the white lady. Right. Because exactly. now nobody's seeing you're what, scrubbing what it happened. for her. You're not, it's not doing anything for the black lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing. I like Southern Charm because don't. And this goes back to my central question. I mean, what are we watching? Don't you want to see conflict? Don't you want yes. to see growth? Don't you want to see change? Don't you want to, see, you know what I mean? People fail. Yeah. Like that, because that's life. That's the human experience. And I think like with Southern Charm, they don't so much do it with race because it's an insular show. Um, they do it more with class there and it's very prevalent. And so yeah. I find it very interesting. <laughs> Um, and they're they're so they're trying to do they're trying to bring in the race element this year with Leva. Mm, yes, yes, yes. Um, and, and her, her black hus- husband and her black husband. 
And they have a perfect family. Like, this is what I don't like. Like, she has to be a business owner, have a perfect family, like, like look great all the time. Like, she's coming in, I feel like, because this is a show about guys who, like, literally are, like, Peter Pan's. 100%. And can't get their shit together. Even right. a guy who ran for Senate. Right. Like- <laughs> but they also don't have to get their shit together because they're still living on plantations, some of them, or still... Listen, oh, if somebody I mean, get, gives you a plantation, what are you going to do? Say, no, I'm not going to take this plantation? Yes, I'm going to say, no, I'm not going to take this. I'm going to sell that's it. that's crazy. Why don't you just make it into something good for black people? That's crazy. No, this is why we lose. Take the land. So someone's giving it to me for free. Oh, yeah, okay. someone's giving it for free. free, I guess. Oh, yeah, not take some land for free. Who cares if it come one, two, three, three, two, three saves? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I feel like it's going to be haunted. I don't like the sound of it. You definitely are going to have to sage it. You're going to have to um, you're gonna have to get an exorcist in there because there's a lot of souls and spirits. i tell you what I won't be doing. I won't be letting people have their goddamn weddings there, that's for sure, or their work functions. No, mm. no, 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 none of that. You had to do one of those. I had to, and it was it was disgusting. On a plantation. On a plantation. Yeah. I, it's more so like the. I mean, well, here's like, what do you do? You can't change the fact that it's a plantation. No, you can't. I mean, it might be a beautiful scenic place, but you could certainly um, infuse education into every single bit of it. You could do that. You could say, you know, um, you know. 300 slaves were owned here. Uh, you know, this this many, you know, enslaved people died here. You could there you could make it you could do something. That's very interesting. You could do something. Because when we were in Fredericksburg for Christmas last year, um, <clears throat> you know, my boyfriend is white and we were walking in Fredericksburg and they have that uh slave auction block. And he like wanted to like look at it and take pictures and shit and I was so uncomfortable and i was pissed and i was like can we get the fuck out of here so in a way i guess i feel like you'd have to do it the right way is what i'm saying i guess well but you said you wanted to go visit charleston and that is a big part of charleston is their whole little like market thing or whatever is was like, a slave trade is a slave trade yeah, yeah but that's a lot of places in the south that i want to visit I, what do you mean but yeah but charleston makes a big deal of it and like i want to go to new orleans like, Are you telling me that they were treating people great there <sighs> no i'm not but i didn't feel like when i was on the, the tour of charleston they made it very apparent to me that people were sold here i think it was very much like oh like and then here's our slave trading block but do, 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 so do. it's like white is so nice there. yeah exactly like i didn't feel like they made any effort they, this is white it's all about always about white people's comfort they're never making some effort to be like <sighs> but that's what i was saying yeah. though like i felt uncomfortable seeing that slave auction block like i just wonder what's the answer like yes i did like that it was there but a part of me was like i wish it was just in a museum but then it's like you wouldn't right. see it necessarily well, it's, it's, it's I don't hate just, the idea of it being in a museum, though. Like, I don't hate that idea either. I don't hate but, the idea of it being out. They moved it, though, because people kept peeing on it and stuff. Like, it's just like people are disgusting. Right. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's I don't know what this I feel like the solution is just to especially when you have a captive audience. So when I'm thinking of Charleston, I'm thinking of being on this like uh, horse drawn carriage ride or whatever tour mm-hmm. through the town. Mm-hmm. So you have a captive audience. You're on a tour. So you can say whatever the fuck you want to say. Like, I just think if I was the tour guide, it might have gone a little different. So like, the guy who gave you your tour did not include any of the slave history is what you're saying. 
No, he just said, this is a slave block. Let's move on. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Keep it As moving. most white people are wont to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so the so the real, um, I guess, crux of the issue here with, with Southern Charm, I mean, we'll see how they handle, I guess, the issues of race because we haven't really seen them broach it quite yet. It's no. all been... Kind of, it's a very insular show, you know, just like Summer House, which we'll get to, but I think, like... It is unfortunate um, that the that Leva will have to do this role of bringing up race because it just it really is off putting. Kind of like with what we were talking about with Vanderpump Rules. If you guys want to go back and listen to one of those episodes on I hope they show Bravo from hell in hell in hell. <laughs> we were talking about how the the Toms had done this mm. police prank where oh, they had sent. Uh, you know, these fake Hollywood police, you know, to go arrest Tom Sandoval and Katie and Ariana decided to make it about black people. And <laughs> even though there were no black people involved, <laughs> no black people involved. There was no threat to his life. No, like it was basically ever, like, ever. like, like police strippers showing up pretty much. It's kind of like hijacking. That's what I was. It's, it's white women hijacking the. The issue, like for them to have taken it to that level where they were like, you've got to think about this and like almost like you can't have fun. Like as a black person, you're you don't want to come in and like everybody be like, oh, we got to talk about race now. Exactly. Like I hate that for her. Like now every time she's in a scene, it's like, oh, now we're going to get schooled about race. Every every promo that they've done for her has been her talking about race. Why not the promos be about her and her fucking hot husband and their cute little kid? Like, yeah. Or her business and like what's happening with COVID or whatever. Like every promo, the promos are all about her talking about race. And they're like, yes, we've done it. We've got somebody talking about race. Yes. Check the box. Like, but I feel like this was the same thing that happened to me with my job. It's like or many other people and their jobs. It's like you're like, don't you want to be on like the committee to like talk about race it's like no bitch no motherfucker i don't i live race every day you gonna pay me extra for this no no you're not and so i don't even not gonna take my extra time like that's how that's how i feel for leva you're gonna take your now she has to just she can't enjoy her everybody else on this show gets to be a drunken fucking fool and she has to come in with the education that is some bullshit it's not fair and that's the thing like just black people people of color just enjoying themselves there Mm -hmm. is something where there's like a deep-seated hatred in the black community, I think it happens like within our own struggle. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's definitely, you know, some sort of rift there and there's colorism involved in that and all these different things. But I do think, you know, we have to get to a point where we are showing media about people of color and it doesn't involve any struggle. Like, we right. are awkward, too. We fumble in romance, too. We fucking just have weird bad days or do right. mushrooms just or whatever. Just get drunk or whatever. Exactly. Just live normal-ass lives. Just yeah. stop making it happen. Like, everything like everything is just about a struggle. And that's because it's coming from the white gaze. Like, like oh, wow, I'm watching something a, a, a black. Like, I'm learning something. I'm feeling something. Just watch something about us being fucking normal. Right. Exactly. Learn that. Learn that there's nuance. Maybe then you would understand that we all wouldn't vote for Joe Biden. Good point. Wow. Full circle there. <laughs> wow, look at that. That's what that's what you call a callback in the biz. Anywho. I'm fired um, up today. Fired yeah. Up. Here's what my takeaway was from Southern Charm. Um, 
if my name was Shep or Thomas, I wouldn't give a fuck about you guys either. Look, <laughs> these boys are living the life. They are drinking all day, every day. Not a care in the goddamn. This guy, Thomas, got out of jail and still chilling, relaxing. Thomas Thinking got about kicked getting, out of Senate. I mean, come on. I This is, okay, my takeaway was, oh, I see why these people cannot relate to anything else or have any empathy for anyone else. The reason that I have empathy for homeless people is because I think to myself, uh, I'm like two paychecks away from that. So I could, I could be that person at any time. These people have no attachment to reality. Like they can never be homeless. They own more than one, like multiple homes and plantations and this and that. Like I get why they don't give two shits about us. Like totally. But <laughs> you have to understand Shep is like, like he's been hardcore going for Biden and all this stuff. <clears throat> he's a Republican. I'm pretty sure. And he just hates Trump. But, but he, I'm sure feels like he's doing the, he's, the greatest good. He's doing it. You yes. Know? He's yes. doing it. You know, uh, he and a lot of other people right now. Him and a lot of other people. Yeah. Right. Guess what guys? That's not enough. Um, <laughs> here's, so this is kind of the, the, versus juxtaposition I wanted to bring up. Oh, okay. Uh, in terms of race and reality TV and the way that Bravo is handling handling that situation. Um, so with Southern Charm, Shep and Austin were in New York and they came across a woman who was homeless and mm -hmm. she had a bunch of cans. Very, very well organized. Yes. By the way. Already packaged and everything. Yep. Like, ret to go. Mm -hmm. Um... And they took, you know, a Snapchat video of her, were basically laughing at her, making fun of her. Um, and seemingly nothing has happened to them, right? They're still on the show. They're still filming. Um, yep. You know, they definitely got in some hot water with the fans and all that. And then you've got, on the other end, Vanderpump Rules. And you've got Stassi and Kristen. And we talked about the situation <laughs> a few episodes ago. But... Um, who have now been fired because of what they did to Faith. Right. Um, it's very, it's very interesting. Um, hmm. Just because like you have to, like you have to understand somebody like Jax on Vanderpump Rules is, I, I, from what we all know, still on the show. Right. <clears throat> but he also did accuse Faith of stealing from him. So and he did it on Twitter. So I don't understand like what the lines were. Was it the fact that the, they called the cops? I mean, that would be a clear line to me, I guess. But um, he's then corroborating it and, and passing on the rumor. Right. And he has a big audience. So I don't know how he's What's still the not, difference? not yeah. In, yeah. involved, really. Uh -huh. And then you've got something like what Austin and Shep did. Um which is more classism. It's much more classism. But and just as fucking terrible, though. <sighs> right? Is it? I think any time. Yes. I, I I think any time you're. Punching you're down. Pun yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, punching down. You're punching down either way. Like, I mean, yeah. Okay, but here's the question then. Should. I mean, personally. <laughs> No, no, let me ask the question first. Okay, so should they be all hired and sorting this out on the show when we see that? Um, or is it, you know, because this is what when when I think that 
this kind of like censorship, like we've got to be mad and we've got all band together to get this person off the show. Like, yeah, I'm all for getting Teddy Mellencamp off of Beverly Hills. Yes, I signed the petition many Ooh. times because she's boring. Right. Yes, that but I'm not going to get somebody off of the show because they might need to learn or they're ignorant or I don't like them because that's life. You have to deal with people that you don't like. And I think that like tr that's the problem with today. Everything is optimized to exactly what you want. And so you right. don't have to interact yeah. with anything that a you don't want. Everything's a bubble. Yeah. Everything is a bubble. And so these shows to me are supposed to be us like you're seeing a different lifestyle. You're see mm -hmm. of course these people are, are should have crazy outrageous wealthy evil. I feel like they should be more evil. Thoughts. Right. I think you're not Okay, so here's what I I think it should be like the NFL. I think if you do something flagrant, you get a fine. You still play, but you get a fine. So maybe like, uh, you know, they cut your pay or something for one episode or like. But they do do that. Like with Nini, when she uh, got in a physical altercation with uh -huh. the guy and knocked his tooth out, I think that they took her off for a few episodes or like okay. Vanderpump. Right. And she wouldn't show up. I think that, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they definitely do punish you by taking you out of out of episodes right because i think the the when you fuck with someone's money that's that's the fastest way to change their heart hearts and minds so oh, oof, that's humanity <laughs> you pretty much like well that's where we are the cold hard truths uh i mean vanderbilt rules is tricky for me because i feel like it should be over anyway so i don't care but it's, it's ran its life cycle, certainly. Uh, yeah, exactly. But OK, but if we were to like dial it back and say, OK, what would the right repercussions be? Hmm. I, I think that there are differences in the situation in terms of like Stasi had been dinged multiple times for being racially insensitive in in some way she was called up by ariana for what she said on her podcast about black people whining whining about the oscars <laughs> um oh yeah and then she took this cell uh she took this like bathroom picture with some of the other girls and she put like whatever chic blah blah rocker chic or whatever and then under hers it was like nazi chic interesting choice interesting choice <laughs> right yeah um and then there was something else so it, it was like it was not like it was the first thing that was there for Stasi. right that people right. have been like Ugh. so in that sense i could see her getting fired because this is like not her first offense right right and i also think too like they didn't know that woman's name and and uh, in terms of like shep and austin yeah yeah it was definite <clears throat> and they they were definitely drunk and I'm just saying, like, just, you could tell it was more of a spontaneous mistake rather than getting like they like Kristen. We know how much of a sleuth Kristen is. Mm, yeah. And, you know, just like knowing that they knew the situation, knew that this like other woman was like being looked for and like found the jacket and matched that up and thought, oh, that was good. And. It was a lot, a lot of work. There yeah. was a lot more work involved yeah. in it. And it wasn't then, just like a fleeting. OK, I, I see what you're saying. Because even with Candace, like I think her her taking the, it to the police and we'll definitely get into that later. But it's a different level. Anytime these housewives, mm. you know, get involved with the law, it's just a different level. Right. And usually unnecessary. Ninety nine percent of the time unnecessary. So I think I think, you know, listen. <sighs> I mean, Shep and Austin are good old boys, though. Like, and honestly, Andy loves guys. And I 
don't mm. know that he would have penalized them either way. There does seem to be quite a bit of massa- uh, like sexism going on there. Yeah, I mean, I wow. Can't, uh, that's that's the jury's still out on that one. I don't and, know. Which and way I'm I'm not the kind of person who's ever who's gonna claim sexism about anything. Elizabeth Warren lost because she's backed away from Medicare for all. She would have been president, you dumb bitch. Sorry, that was too far. <laughs> Sorry, that was too far. She could have just stuck with it. She didn't want to stick with it. <sighs> she really let me down, and a lot of people, and a lot of families. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing, folks. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, when you're talking about rice, okay, you, you got to say that you're Native American. Okay, and, and sometimes your mama and your daddy, they're going to tell you that you are, and you're going to run with it until the wheels run off and you get all the opportunities you need. Okay? <laughs> Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie. I mean, just well, look at the, look at the, even the I mean, different, like, the, the ju- like, just look at the parallels she took it, there. She took it all the way to Harvard. She, she took it all the wow. way. Yep, far as you could take it. So I, I don't know. I do feel like wouldn't we benefit, okay, for somebody like Elizabeth so, Warren to succeed, right? Wouldn't we benefit from watching, knowing? Yes. This is what, yes. This is how this is people what I think. are. I think what I learned from reality TV, I tend to be like more like, oh, people are nice. People are good. People don't have bad intentions. But then like <laughs> you watch reality TV and you're like, Wait, these bitches were plotting all this time? Like, no, no, no. Like, I think that is part of what you learn is how people act. Because at some point, they feel like the cameras aren't there. Or they feel like it'll get cut out. Or, I don't know, somehow they, a get, lot, com- they get comfortable. Apparently, with Bravo, a lot of these women... Like, think about Back to Real Housewives of Dallas. When, they, when Leanne was saying all of that racist stuff... Oh, I'm strong Mexican. Yeah, yeah. But all this stuff is uh-huh. totally racist, by the way. Just Crazy. because you're not saying a, a racist word, like doesn't specifically, mean, yeah, doesn't mean you, you being racist. You meant Mexican in a bad way, and you know it, and you yeah, know it exactly, and you know it. Yeah, that's it's just like when mom talks about like cursing and like the Bible and stuff, and I always say it's not about. It's about your intention with the words, you know. So like, right. I feel like if you're using a curse word and you're getting out frustration. You know, and there's no harm to anybody, you know, like it's, right. it's OK, but you can say, you know, bless your heart, really bitchy. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. A lot of Southern people do. So like, what are we talking about here? Anyways, um, but when Leanne did all that stuff, they had said as a cast, like, we didn't think that they were going to include it. Uh-huh. And, in, and in a way to cover their asses, they brought it up finally. then they exactly i feel like they only brought it up because they were forced to talk about it and they were forced to and they wanted to be on the right side of it so that's another thing do you really think that each one of them would have come up to her so specifically and like and what's the blonde haired lady's name uh, stephanie stephanie cameron 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 yeah that one she made a point. She was like, look, I cannot be involved with anything like this. Like, <laughs> she was she made a point to and she made sure she said it in her little interview. And this like, do you think that if the if the camp that's that's what I like about reality TV is like. This is what's hap what's happening anyways. Exactly. And like her <laughs> husband pulled her away. Actually, he was like, oh, Cam, like her little her little, little hot pocket husband. <laughs> A little Polly Pocket, Cork, um, who, <laughs> oh my God, um, 
he was like, oh, yeah, we've got to talk to this lady over here. And she's like, okay. You know, I'm right. like, did her little thing and and he was like no there's nobody we have to talk he's to. like no bitch i need you to be yeah he's like i need you to nip this in the bud right now and that's the reality sometimes people choose to be racially conscious because it's a business decision hello but why are we not you're doing black people people of color poor people you're doing us all a disservice right. when you don't show what really people are saying and it does well, seem like there has been a lot of hiding and covering for Bra- from Bravo for right. a lot of these people. Right. And I think you're also doing centrist white people a disservice because I think that they that a lot of people feel like, oh, but I have black friends and I I, I love I'm all for Black Lives Matter. And I'm of course, of uh, the, these things are injustices like. But when it comes down to it, I think you really have to. Like, isn't that, I just feel like that's the way you see what's bad about yourself. Like, if you see somebody else and you're like, oh, shit, I do that too. Like, that uh, sounded terrible. Like, I should never say anything like that again. Like, I think seeing it, it's almost easier to take it in, seeing it, seeing someone else doing it. You can separate yourself a little bit more. You can say like, oh, maybe I've said something like that or been in a situation like that and I shouldn't do that again. But it wasn't me. I just saw it on TV. Mm. So I'm still good. But you're still learning the friggin' lesson. That's, and I feel like if you take it out, you're not learning the lesson. That's why I feel like Real Housewives of New York does so well. Ooh. Is because, once again, an insular group in terms of race. Damn, very true. Um, but they are also very raw and very real. So you kind of forget the fact that... Because also, I mean, like, like, like Sonia, she has no... Um, qualms like she just is like whatever like that's she yeah. was a hostess and she hit it big baby like <laughs> that's right look you at know? her now she's mrs morgan she's crying over papers and pressing things <laughs> the whatever <laughs> but she's just so honest all the time and and you would have seen if she were racist because she they yeah. she's been in situations and drunk drunk that's the thing drunk drunk because you can't hide racism when you're drunk no 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 right drunk and because ramona is racist sober uh yeah for sure like the servants and she doesn't know how to talk to a black person no or mexican person no absolutely not but like new york the thing i think that kind of redeems them with the diversity is that they are so raw and so i think the the other thing that is a big sore in american culture is addiction and mm-hmm. so they're uh, like so many of these housewives are alcoholics so oh my God. yeah new york is the most upfront about it but in a way that they're not like i'm not gonna get help for it but like th- th- that's just like what what's going on like I'm right. a New York person. Like, this is my lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm going to get well, an IV in the morning. Funny. Similar with Southern Charm, though. I mean, that's their lifestyle, too. Exactly. There, there's no apologies there. Well, there's also mm-hmm. real money there, too. So, you know. Even more money, yeah. Yeah. And so I do feel like we still feel like we're getting something real with New York, even though there isn't that diverse quality or whatever. And maybe that's, right. you know, maybe that's, I guess we could just talk about, uh-oh, uh-oh. Block is hot over here. <laughs> it's quarantine guys it's still, quarantine, still quarantine times oh goodness gracious it always feels like a scary movie's about to start i think we're okay we're okay um but we can kind of i i think talk i think more generally about housewives then um 
Ooh, which housewives would you like to discuss first? Just or just the the Bravo verse in general. Well, I had a point, but I forgot it because then the ambulance distracted me. But the uh -oh. Bravo verse in general, and I love it. <laughs> okay. Because you know I want to talk about Summer House. Oof, I know you do. I don't understand Summer House. It's just a bunch of white kids, white kitten about. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, no worries. Not and a care Here's in the, world. the thing. Okay, here is the thing. Like, Bravo is trying to do this thing where they're trying to incorporate diversity now within the housewives. And I have to tell you, like, when Garcelle came on Beverly Hills, I was like, oh, Lisa Rinna is going to say something out of pocket. Like, Ooh. she is going to... She's going to say something that she thinks is cool and it's not going to be cool. Yes. And I and it didn't happen this season. I was like, it could happen second season. But look at her. She's already doing a tussle with her online with her daughter involved. Oh. And I just feel like Lisa Rinna is very messy. And I feel like she, if not racist, at least very classist. Definitely. So, you know, she thinks because she's with Harry Hamlin, you know, she's like beyond. Um, and she's obviously been on the show so, for so long. It's, right. You know, I don't know. I, I just um, sometimes when they're doing these, I'm just worried in the back of my mind. Like, oh, is something like kind of racist going to be You're said? waiting for the next shoe to drop. Hmm, that's Whereas with Summer House, they're all white kids. They're not even talking about race. They're just, that's not even, they're just, it's just a carefree. You don't have to think about a show. That's okay. That's true. That's true. That's I just want to enjoy myself. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, those kids are on the smartest show because, in theory, they can't even... Well, you would have thought Vanderpump could have gotten themselves into trouble, but then they included... So, I guess the the deciding factor for Summer House would be if they were to add a more person of color because that one little girl uh, is as far as they got. What was her name? Um, no, and you were saying before, like, oh, they were so. We were talking about this off <laughs> off sorry, the podcast, sorry. but you were. I feel like you were saying that they were so mean to her, but not because she was like a, a like a woman of color. She was just like very forgettable, right? Like, right. like that. But I guess they haven't they haven't had an opportunity to get themselves into hot water like Vanderpump did. But also, well, so, but Summerhouse is secluded, and I think Summerhouse was, Summerhouse did some casting. Like, you didn't see it all the way from the beginning, but in between, they have these, like, crazy, tall, blonde, um, white girl, Stasi's friends, twins that were on oh. the first and second seasons. Yeah. And she was with Carl. Okay, we'll have to, we'll have to sit down and watch this. <laughs> Your face is mesmerized. Oh, I am. And, um... And then they had this other weird season where they brought in this guy like a, a meet, a met. And he was very quiet. He maybe said like five words the entire season. Was he hot? He was okay. He was cute. But mm. he showed no personality. So it was just uh, there was a while there where the show was trying to find its footing. Uh-huh. And so like that one girl, the, the girl we're talking about, she is just another person that I think they kind of like cast in to try to like just fit in. And I. Right. You know, I mean, it is what it is. I think just her personality. Like, to be a person who wants to do a summer house, first of all, you're an insane person. The amount of packing, the amount of travel. So, got, so as an as a longtime East Coaster, um, I didn't think it was that crazy until you started questioning it. And then I said, oh, I guess that is a lot to do for 
not even 48 hours, like maybe 48 hours. And you have to be at work at eight o'clock on Monday. Right. Are you insane? Cocaine. (laughs) What else could it be? How the hell else are these people doing this? Adderall and cocaine, guys. That's another episode. But we we, we have some things to say about that involving um, race. Anyways. um, Yeah. I mean, just to be that kind of person who wants to go to a summer house every weekend as an adult. True. After working all week, you don't want to fucking yeah. just like sit down and smoke some weed, watch a movie, go to a re- nice restaurant, eat, right. a, eat a meal. Close to home. Go roller skating, whatever. Like, do you want to sit in a car for how many hours? I think it's like like five hours or something. What? I think it's a It's not that. I don't think it's that close. Because oh you got to go all the way out to the water. Like, to me, that just sounds so desperate. Like, I'm just... It's like what? Like who they made a scene of it. Seen? Yeah. Well. Well. For sure. Now it's a see or be seen. Like, but here's the other thing. They're also going there only to hang out with each other. Now, I could see it if I were going there to find a rich husband. Then you're putting in time for a reason. Well, they're just going there to hang out with each other and have a pool. Like, there's no buildings in New York with pools. That's still not off limits. They could still go meet someone. They never meet anyone else. They, well, they I so rarely <laughs> bring someone home. They're not allowed to, like, film in probably different bars. But No, uh, but they, when, how often do they bring someone home from outside of their group? Because I think they're not allowed to film in a lot of different places, so they can't meet a lot of different people. Yeah, but they go out every night. They, they meet people. The guys but they bring girls home. And we'll have to watch Akeisha. I can't remember every little inside detail about <laughs> Kyle Cook, okay? Carl. Carl. Carl sometimes likes my tweets. And I'm oh, like, my gosh. Yeah, like, Carl's like a guy I would have dated in college. Carl's a guy you would date right now, but let's move on. <laughs> you know he doesn't have a job right now. Like I said. Right up my alley. <laughs> That's my guy. Woo! Okay. Okay. So, we'll see you guys on part two. <laughs>